0: Did you know the Franklin County Sheriff's Office has programs to support our seniors? This is Sheriff Chris Donnelly. Our triad unit provides free medical equipment to senior citizens who need help staying in their homes. This could mean the difference between going home after rehab or into a nursing home. Our incarcerated men at the Franklin County Jail work to repair and maintain donated wheelchairs, scooters, walkers, and hospital beds that we then make available to seniors for free. Just another service our Sheriff's Office is proud to provide for you and your family.
1: The ideas and opinions expressed in this show do not reflect the views of WHMP or SACA Communications. This show may contain subject matter not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
2: To the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. Hi, I'm Lisa Riley, and I'm here each week as we share narratives of people and programs both inside and outside the criminal justice system The reality of life behind the wall, the stigmas that surround those who have been impacted by the justice system, and the inspiring stories that prove that failure isn't final. This is The Hustler Files. Welcome, everyone, to this week's The Hustler Files. Today's quote couldn't be more appropriate for our conversation with Executive Director of the East Hampton Community Center, Robin Bielacki. Robin, welcome this week to The Hustler Files.
1: Thank you. It's nice to be here.
2: So, why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself, and don't hold back, because I know from everybody I've spoken to that you are basically a superwoman.
1: Uh, well, I definitely stay busy. Um, I'm the director here at the community center, and we have um, a food pantry that uh, right now we are serving uh, 3,600 families uh, every month, and so that definitely keeps us all busy. We have a clothing closet. We have programs for children. Um, We try to make sure that the needs, as many needs as we can meet, are met in the area, We um, have links through to signing people up for food stamps. So that's a really big help. We are a partner agency to the Western Mass Food Bank and a partner agency to United Way
2: of Franklin and Hampshire County. Wow. You cover a lot of territory. I do want to touch on the fact of the food insecurity because we do talk about it a lot. It is related to the poverty and to issues that come up in households when people can't get enough food. 3,600 families a month is just seems enormous, even for the rurality of the Western Massachusetts population.
1: It, it is a, a, an impressive number, actually. Prior to the pandemic, we were at about 1,100. So with people, you know, and everything getting shut down with the pandemic and people losing their jobs um, a lot of people are back to work, but there is always, they went back to work at a lesser paying job, and we all go to the grocery store, we see what things are costing, uh, and it's just a struggle. It is a struggle, and uh, the the statistics yesterday came out, and they were saying that one in five families um, in Massachusetts are struggling with food food insecurity.
2: That's still mind boggling numbers. Um, I can't even, raising children, I can't even imagine that you have to tell a child they have to go to bed hungry. That just breaks my heart.
1: It's wonderful that the state has passed the um, breakfast and lunch in school being free. Um, that has been a really big plus. But um, teachers are still reporting that kids are coming into the school in the morning and they're hungry. So we all know if you have a child that they're hard to fill up, but we don't want to see them going without food. We, in our food pantry, have a kid's pantry, so the children receive a bag of food every single week. Uh, Each child in the family gets their own bag of food, and it's cereal and granola bars and things that they can eat, um, tuna fish, soups, things that they can have to supplement what the family gets for their weekly food pantry.
2: That's so lovely. Oh, what a nice idea. Let's move on and talk about something a little bit happier, which I don't know that (laughs) that someone serving time in prison is happy, but the work that you're doing with the Hampshire County Jail and Sheriff Patrick Kaelin, who is a, a great supporter of ours, and we love him, you supply lots of various items to the families of gentlemen who are currently serving time at the jail. Can you walk us through that a little bit?
1: Sure. We started um, partnering a few years back um, with backpacks for the children. So when it gets to be back to school time, a lot of the men wanted to be able to supply, you know, pool supplies and backpacks for their children. So we, we partnered up and we started giving um, any man that needed things for his children, we gave them backpacks fully loaded. Um, And then we took that a little one step further for the fellows who are, are no longer incarcerated, who are getting out. Um, we make sure that they can come here and get clothing from our clothing closet and, you know, underwear and socks. And we make sure that they've got clothes for when they're ready to leave. Um, and that seems to be very popular with a lot of the fellows. During the holidays, we have a program where the families can give us a list of what they would like and the ages of their children, and we try to make sure that each child receives um, a pair of pajamas, a new blanket, and um, toys and books and puzzles and things that they can pass on to their families.
2: That is so wonderful. What a great gift to be able to give back to the community, um, which I guess is one of the reasons that Sheriff Kaelin and his team think so highly of you. How do you get the information from the gentlemen who are incarcerated to know about their families, to know what they would like? How does that process work?
1: That comes through the um, through the sheriff's office. We have a form that they can fill out. It's just, you know, the age of the child and maybe something that they would like. Are they really into Elmo or do they just absolutely love unicorns? And that way we can sort of match what we're giving the child um and sizes, if if they know sizes, certainly for, you know, a, a new pair of pajamas. And, um, you know, we try to make warm, fuzzy things that the kids love. Everybody needs a new pair of pajamas and a warm, fuzzy blanket. So... That's the kind of thing that we try to give the kids along with toys and books. And um, if there are any special requests, we try to make sure that 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 happens.
2: I heard from the sheriff's office that walking into your building, which is a renovated schoolhouse. Um, Originally, it was a um, German hall. It was for the German
1: settlers. All of the bricks in the building were made right here on Clark Street at the brickyard. And it was their Gentleman's Club until
2: 1923. Wow, that's amazing. I'm going to have to to get over there and see it. I, I love um, vintage buildings. Going back to what I was questioning was that, from what the Sheriff's Office told me, that when you walk into your building, it is like floor-to-ceiling everything that you could possibly think of from socks it's- and blankets and clothes and, and all of that. Where do you get the funding to buy what you need? And also, where does it all come from?
1: Um, we get a lot of our food from the Food Bank of Western Mass. So that comes, and that is food that comes from the state of Massachusetts, um, some from the USDA, and some that they purchase. And so being a partner agency, we get a lot of our food there. And then um, we have grants, we do fundraisers, We've got our big fundraiser coming up, which is our um, 5K turkey race. We do that on Thanksgiving Day, and we do a road race, and that helps us raise money. Um, we call them we we call it "Give them the bird" because we actually want to be able to give a family um, a turkey and all the fixings so that they have a meal. Um, so we started this, this is our ninth year, and we do that so that we can make sure that every family is supplied with a turkey and all the fixings. But um, we do fundraisers throughout the year. We have some really great um, donors that help us out. Um, and we, we just, um, my children will tell you why I beg in the street. Some days it feels that way, but we just, people are wonderful and they're so supportive of what we do that we are really happy to just put everything we have into buying more food for more people.
2: And where do you get all the socks and blankets? And do you, do you go buy that in bulk from some? Do you have, we, do you have connections we, to buy in bulk, or is it donated? We,
1: we do buy in bulk. Um, it's, it's a lot shopping for 3,000 children, but um, we do buy in bulk. And then the socks are all a donation from the Bomba Sock Company, um, this year, they gave us 10,000 pairs of socks. We share them with many agencies in the area. Some go to Cooley Dickinson Hospital for their emergency department. If somebody comes in without socks, they can make sure that their feet are warm and dry. Um, and they go to Mana Soup Kitchen and they go to the veterans agents in the area. And so, and then we hand out a lot here. The kids, when they get their backpacks, get a new pair of socks for school, and then at Christmas time, again, they get socks. So we try to, to make it work so that we spread those 10,000 pairs out around the area to make sure
2: that, that anybody who, you know, needs a pair of socks gets them. Did you have to write a grant to Bamba to, for them to acknowledge that you have this community center and you need this distribution?
1: Well you I actually wrote to them um, this is our fifth or sixth year I believe it's our sixth year with them now. And um, I wrote to them and told them what we were doing. And the first year they sent us like a thousand pair of socks. and um, so every year they've gone up, we, we show them our, our numbers and statistics um, every year. And every year they have been wonderful about giving more back to us. The the company has a policy for every pair of socks that is purchased. They will donate to um, a homeless shelter or a community center a pair of socks. So they have held absolutely true to that every every year. They send us more socks for the more people that we're
2: serving. It's amazing. And you mentioned 3,000 children. So. Are those 3,000 children can't all be related to people who are incarcerated, or are they?
1: No, no. Those are the, the total number of families, uh, for, the, for the number of families that we're serving, um, and we cover quite an area in Western Mass because we have a gluten-free, allergy-free pantry for anyone that has medically necessary, say, gluten-free or uh, a nut allergy. We make sure that they get... That they need for their medical necessities. So we cover um, 58 cities and towns in Western Mass.
2: A lot of territory to cover. Remind mm-hmm. us again so, how many children do you typically donate to that have parents who are incarcerated? Um, that number varies. Um,
1: some of the parents don't ask for things. I would say, you know, between 40 and 50 most years. Uh, Depends on what what they're asking for.
2: Well, it's still a wonderful gift that you give back to society and especially to the gentlemen of the Hampshire County Jail who are incarcerated. They can't work. They can't provide for their families. And the fact that, that you have this. Let's say a family member has somebody incarcerated and they would like to be able to either get some food or... Get some socks or get blankets for their their children. Can they reach out to you directly?
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. They just need to contact us here at the community center. Um, give us a phone call or send us an email. Um, we're on Facebook. Um, we have a website, um, and just get in touch with us, or certainly swing by and get in touch with us and we will do whatever we can to help the family.
2: And what's, what's the website or the Facebook page?
1: Uh, The Facebook page is the East Hampton Community Center and the website is easthamptoncommunitycenter.org.
2: .org. .org. Okay, perfect. Um, We'll make sure we put that in the information that we put up on the podcast page when we launch the show And I have a last question for you. I really, Robin, appreciate you coming today and sharing all this great information with us. Um, One of the questions I ask my guests all the time is that I'm a believer we all have life assignments and they can change and fluctuate. But if you were to look at your life right now as the Executive Director of the East Hampton Community Center, what would you say your life assignment is?
1: For me, just helping as many people as we can. Um, It's made such a difference in so many lives. People report back to me that that bag of food meant so much or the bag of clothes that they got. Um, We see so many of the immigrant families that come in that literally have the clothes on their back and were able to help. And that, for me, is what it's all about. It's just reaching out and helping as many people as we can.
2: And if people want to donate to the center, whether it's clothing or money, they can just go to your website, easthamptoncommunitycenter.org?
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Well, Robin, thank you again for joining us. Um, It's always nice to enlighten people about what's happening in local communities, um, both here in Massachusetts and around the country. There's a lot of stories to tell. And uh, like I said, Sheriff Kayleen is a great supporter of ours, and he just spoke so highly of you. We had to pull you in and get to meet you.
1: Well, thank you. I enjoyed meeting you and um, certainly giving you this information and Yes, the sheriff and I work well together. We're both really just trying to see that the inmates, you know, get out, and it's a very positive experience for them and their children and their families.
2: Well, you're a wonderful person. Keep doing what you're doing. It is definitely needed in the community. And listeners, grab another cup of coffee. We'll be right back with more of this week's The Hustler Files. You became an RN, LPN, mental health clinician, counselor, or recovery professional because you believe in the value of wellness, treatment of disease, and prevention of illness. And that also means that you have the right stuff to join the medical and mental health care team at the Hamden County Sheriff's Office. Making the world a better place takes a village, and even more so with justice-involved individuals. So why not consider dedicating your next career move to changing countless lives for the better? Visit hcsoma.org. That's hcsoma.org to join the team today. Welcome back to this week's The Hustler Files. I want to thank again Robin Bielecki, who's the executive director of the East Hampton Community Center, for joining us and sharing The broad picture of what they do, but also drilling down on how they help the families of the gentlemen who are incarcerated at the Hampshire County Jail. And because we were talking about the Hampshire County Jail, I wanted to share something very exciting from Sheriff Patrick Kaling's office. Um, He wasn't able to join us today, but I do want to talk about this because I think that it's an important event. I think it's an important piece of the puzzle in helping rehabilitation and gentlemen who are incarcerated find their way back into society and back into their families, because we know that trauma is a big part of what goes wrong, and gets them incarcerated in the first place. So Sheriff Kay is being honored on October 5th in Boston, Massachusetts. He is receiving the Governor Paul Cellucci Fatherhood Award in recognition of his transformational impact and leadership. And we're going to share a few clips uh, in a minute about... This award, he actually was on the air with one of our talk shows, Talk the Talk, with Buzz and Bill, uh, Buzz Eisenberg and Bill Newman. They're on every morning here on WHMP, so got to give them a little plug. They're great interviewers and both attorneys and very invested in the local community. But Sheriff Kay Lane won this award because he has a program at the jail that is called the Nurturing Fathers Community Program. And I found this fascinating, and again, I, I wish we could have had him here to talk a little bit more about it, but I pulled some information, and we will get some clips from him in a minute. So the Nurturing Fathers, it's actually a curriculum, and it's evidence-based, which we know the jails love to do evidence-based programming because it helps them continue to do the programming and get the grants and funding they need from the state and elsewhere. And it's a 13-week training course designed to teach parenting and nurturing skills to men. Now, we all think if we're parents, oh, well, that would be easy. But remember that if someone is traumatized as a child and they grow up and they're not in the right parental environment, when they become parents, they really don't have a guidebook to help them become good parents. And thus, this Nurturing Fathers program really is so important. I guess each class provides proven effective skills for healthy family relationships and child development. The fathers begin the program by exploring their own childhood again, going back to that trauma base, and are observed interacting with their children during a father-child play day, which I find really fascinating and also very impactful because they're allowing these incarcerated gentlemen to have their children brought into the jail so that they can explore this father-child play day um, as part of the curriculum and they do have trained facilitators who provide feedback and individualized support to help program participants strengthen their parenting skills. I guess there are some research links on the web page which is under the children's trust because this is the children's trust um, and there are multiple children's trusts around the country. This one is based in Boston and and the Children's Trust, who is giving Sheriff Kailane this award, they're all about celebrating work that is prevention of child abuse and neglect. And I think it's definitely worth reaching into your computer and reading about what the work that they do. And they have them in multiple states. Um, they're all run, I guess, individually. But this is a wonderful organization. And we know that child abuse and neglect, is. we just heard from Robin uh, in the last segment, I mean, 3,600 families a month, 3,000 children that need their help one in five children go to bed hungry so we wanted to tie this all together the research links that are on the web page have really been able to show evidence base that there is benefit for children and families from maternal and infant health to nearly every measure of well-being. I'm excited to play some of this interview piece with Sheriff Kay Elaine. but I do also want to mention before we deep dive into these clips, the Children's Trust partners with state and community agencies to bring the Nurturing Fathers program to Massachusetts fathers. The program helps fathers build parenting skills and strengthen bonds with their children the Children's Trust, and the Hampshire House of Corrections partner to offer this Nurturing Fathers program in the jail to provide that guidance and counseling, not only during their incarceration, but additional transitional support at the Northampton Recovery Center for participants after they leave incarceration. So this program is not just while you're in jail, but it also carries over once you are out of jail and you are going back into society. And I guess since this partnership began in 2016, so it's not that long ago, more than 150 fathers have graduated from that program. So I'm going to turn it over to my brilliant producer and let her drop in some of the great conversation that Buzz and Bill had with award winner, Sheriff Patrick Kalane and then we'll get back together when we're done with that. So sit tight and enjoy the listen.
3: The Nurturing Fathers program and I can't say that it's my program. It's it's the staff's program. We we started this program working with Children's Trust to develop skill sets for fathers who needed some work on their skill sets as far as how they work with their children and and we started the program inside the house of correction approximately 8 years ago now and over time we realized that and myself included uh, I could have used this skill set when I was a young father and and first getting to know how to how to work with your children especially as they start to develop their own mindset. So in discussion with uh, members of Children's Trust, we, we said, oh, let's see what we can do on the outside. And so uh, we've had wonderful staff interaction with Children's Trust. So we developed this outside program. It's a 13-week program. It engages fathers in discussing their own history as a child, and, it, and you have to examine your inner childhood experiences and how they affect how you deal with things as a father and everybody's experiences are obviously different. So uh, we're developing, uh, and we continue to develop the program as it goes. Sheriff, I'd like to know, incarceration, one of the hardest aspects of incarceration is separation from family, from community, from loved ones, from children. And I'm wondering if there was something that you noticed or observed or came to your consciousness about how difficult that was for the men at the Hampshire County Jails to parent while they were in your custody. The reflections are probably long-term because I've been around so long in the system. I realized that early on that a lot of parents and grandparents were bringing their children to the facility to visit with their fathers for approximately an hour at a time. And those interactions always didn't go well. So as as time went on and, and we started to engage, especially with nurturing fathers, that it was beneficial to have private time where they could communicate directly with their child it's about being a better parent it's about a, being a loving parent and caring about the child and so so those pieces we know from our own experiences as children and as growing up in this society that it's difficult to uh, to be a parent and it's it's difficult to uh, work through all of the dynamics that uh, as children grow and how they develop uh, how we, how we care for them and how we how we show them love and respect and, and kindness. And if we don't pass that on, the next generation become victims as well.
2: That was an awesome set of clips that we dug out of the archives from a few weeks ago on the sheriff and Sheriff Patrick Haley's upcoming award. So congratulations to him again. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to wrap up this week with the Hustler Files. Sit tight. Don't go anywhere. Franklin
0: County has a vibrant history of farming. At the Franklin County House of Correction, we bring that history to life with education and vocational programs around farming and gardening. Incarcerated men and women learn to work in active organic garden. Best of all, they harvest, they send home to help support and feed their families. This is Sheriff Chris Donnellan, and I can't think of better therapy than farming and feeding your family. That's the history of Franklin County, and we honor it at the Sheriff's Office every day.
2: We are back, and this week with some well-thought-out advice. You can't stop the rain, but you can make sure you've got the best and biggest umbrella. Take risks to overcome obstacles and achieve great things. Taking risks usually means doing things differently in ways no one has tried. If you surround yourself with happy people, you're more likely to be happy. People who merely tell others what to do aren't leaders. You spend the most time with yourself. It's important your inner dialogue is positive and encouraging. And failure occurs only when people don't learn from their mistakes. Revise your opinions when the evidence demands it. No one needs to be a prisoner of bad habits. And win or lose, you better be comfortable with taking responsibility for the consequences. And that, my friends, is a wrap on another Hustler Files for this week. I want to thank our guests and advertisers for their continuing support. Have a wonderful week ahead. And remember, don't be ashamed of your story. It will inspire others. See you next week right here on The Hustler Files. Under the leadership of Sheriff Patrick Kaling, the Hampshire County Sheriff's Office offers medication-assisted treatment for those struggling with opioid addictions. This is Mindy Cady, Director of Medication for Opioid Use Disorders. We want you all to know that we provide community-based support and referral services with our partners at the Northampton and Ware Recovery Centers. If you or someone you know is living with alcohol or drug addiction or just simply needs some direction, we are here and we're happy to help. Stop by or find us at
1: HampshireSheriffs.com.